beautiful beings. Welcome to the Starseed Network podcast. I am your host and personal spirit guide, Saula Ilona Vaida, and I'm going to be guiding you on this journey of self-discovery, expanding consciousness, and exploring our own unique spiritual and human journeys. We're going to be interviewing inspiring guests, giving you tons of tools and channeled messages to help you along your journey, and just growing and expanding together in this ascension process on earth so if you would like to support the podcast please make sure to like subscribe i personally believe in using the tarot for present moment guidance to really empower you to make the decisions that will create the future that you desire so this will be channeled messages connected directly to your spirit guides and how you can work with yourself right now, how you can empower yourself, the lifestyle practices, um, the things that will help you along your journey, simple action steps that you can take to empower yourself, expand your own intuitive abilities and heal on a deeper quantum level. So if you're interested in booking an appointment with me, please go ahead and check out the link below or send me a message on Instagram or TikTok and we can talk more about that. Today, I'm going to be interviewing a beautiful soul named Patrick the Bruja. As he goes on TikTok, he is a psychic medium and tarot reader, former mental health counselor, and truly this conversation is so beautiful and so rich and so just full of this peaceful grounding energy that he carries so let's dive in and i hope you enjoy i grew up in a town in california called san Jacinto, close to temecula um area and now i am here in orange county and loving it but i know i'm gonna leave it soon so that's exciting too (laughs) Ooh, where are you headed next Oh, that is a secret, sis. <laughs> uh, the spirits showed me a whole premonition and everything, and I'm just like, I'm letting it come into fruition, you know? Mm, <laughs> you know when that stuff yes. happens? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, my problem is I share my premonitions, and then I let other people's energy get on it, so that's really smart that you're keeping it to yourself. Some of it. I let out small bur- spurts of it, and I always <laughs> ask my guides, is it okay if I share this or not, you know? <laughs> mm, but yeah. I kind of just like withhold information if I can. If I do want to talk about it, I'll talk about it with my best duties, you know, and then go from there. Yeah, that's really smart because there's a lot of weird energies going around lately. <laughs> oh, tell me about it, sis. Oh, this whole weekend, mm. I was like kind of bedbound. Mm, I was just, yeah, my energy was so low. I wasn't doing readings. I didn't have it in me. And I was just like, I need a break. I need, I'm listening to my body and I need to sleep. And I slept for hours. It was crazy, but it was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like the past week, like, because I just got to California like a week and a half ago. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and the first week I literally had the biggest like spiritual detox of my life. Like it is crazy. I arrived here. <laughs> yeah. Like the energy was just so different. Mm-hmm. 
Like when I arrived here, I had like a really bad headache mm-hmm. and a stomach ache and I couldn't eat for like a few days. Oh, wow. And I was just like, yeah. And I was crying nonstop for like <laughs> a week straight. <laughs> you know, it is not only you because I feel that too. And I have a couple Mm. other spiritual friends who are feeling the energy changes. And I don't know if it's like, you know, specific to California in any sense, you know, who knows? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know. It was like at the end of this week for me, I would say it hit me about like Thursday, Friday. And Mm. still it's a little like rougher. So it's like, okay, I know the universe is making me slow down a little bit. And then totally fine with this because I'm not going to fight the process like I used to because that makes it worse. <laughs> yes, that's so true. That's so true. Um, yeah, like I, I keep getting this message like you just keep surrendering, just surrender, surrender, surrender. Mm-hmm. And like my feminine, like my masculine is like, oh, my God, I need to do this. I need to find this. I need yes. to be productive. Blah, blah, blah. But then my feminine is like, slow down, like stop wasting your energy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not for you you know it's not what you want so let yourself get into the frequency that you need to be in so you can attract what you really want here <laughs> absolutely I oh my gosh it is so hard when we go into those big shifts from being like in the masculine energy heavily and then being drawn mm. back and we're back into the feminine energy you know I love it sometimes not all the time and sometimes it's uncomfortable <laughs> um yeah but <laughs> You know, it's just how it is, especially, you know, we had a new moon in Virgo and I loved Mm -hmm. it. I was I was so productive. I was getting so much stuff done, working hard and things were great. And then it started slowly shifting right before this like new moon. And then we're going into retrograde again. And I was like, okay, things were being brought up in my dreams. I was very much, and it's rare for me. Okay. I don't know. I honestly think it has happened because I started taking some Reiki classes so beautiful mm. learning that mm. um but after mm. like a couple of tunements with that teacher really my lucid dreaming has been crazy yeah that's that's awesome yeah I realized like it's weird this morning I woke up at like 5 a.m and I was like should I get up or should I go back to sleep mm-hmm. and my guides were like go back to sleep and then <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, and I had these like really vivid dreams that were like very particular, like mm-hmm. very vivid. And I was just like, this is really interesting. Like, what is going on here? Because I always have these dreams about like tsunamis, like tidal Ooh. waves. I'm like, I've been getting these dreams for like years. And then in this morning's dream, it was like I saw the tsunami, I saw a tidal wave, and then it just went away. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Something's healing. That's what I was getting for you too. I was like, oh my gosh, maybe like Mm. kind of you're going into like calmer waters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, dreams are so fascinating to me. Sometimes Mm. I don't even understand them at all. (laughs) Yeah. But I always (laughs) recognize it's like, okay, I just know, you know, spirit communicates in different forms. And sometimes they're not always all direct and I'm okay with that. I got used to thinking outside of the box very early on, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, okay, how am I going to interpret this? And then like, I double check with them when like, I'm processing like something that they've shown me to make sure mm-hmm. how, if I'm interpreting it correctly, or if I misinterpret something, because if it's something like, you know, my ego goes to something, 
they're like, oh no, setback, sweetie. You need to get it back together. And I was like, okay, guys, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> they check me a lot and it's cute. I love it. We have a beautiful oh, relationship. Yes. Yes! Very open. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, sometimes my guides are like, stop asking us stupid questions. Like, make a decision yourself. You can do it. <laughs> like, you don't have to rely on us. <laughs> that, yes. Oh my gosh. That was one thing early on with me that I had to learn within myself. And it was just like when I started being conscious of my mm-hmm. awakening, you know, I would ask just to make sure because I thought I had to mm-hmm. obey everything, that I had to follow everything that they told me. And then I learned, you know, some of the stuff, especially, especially like if it's something that for me, I've had experiences where they've guided me places of just like, I don't know about this. I don't know how I feel about this. And it was like a reality check to put a boundary within myself mm-hmm. and with them that I still have my own free will and I can still make my own decisions. And regardless of that, I'm conscious and know what's best for me here in this yeah, world. Yeah, you know? that's really true. That's really fascinating. Um, yeah, I really feel that because I've been kind of exploring my relationships with my guides deeper and deeper. Like the more that I go mm-hmm. into like serving for my soul and you know, embodying my soul purpose, I'm like, my guides ask me to do a lot of things. <laughs> and then I'm like, my human mm-hmm. is sometimes like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So like, how did you, you know, open up your relationship with your guides and like get this intimacy and this balance that you have with them? So I've had a couple different awakenings mm. throughout my life. I would say very early on, I was always kind of gifted, very young. Um, As a child, my mother would tell me, like, I'd go upstairs in our home and I would go talk to things and I would have be having like adult conversations, not for like a three, two or three, four year old at that time, you know, and she would always come and see and ask, oh, who are you talking to? And I would never say anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like a little creepy kid for a hot moment (laughs) in my life and I what's so fascinating and a blessing for me is that my family is very open to it and we're all kind of gifted in our Mm -hmm. own sense they're not full-blown like Mm me but we have always and I say it's like a cultural thing comes from our Mm -hmm. like Mexican roots right of just being able to connect with the other side connect with spirits of the other side and even though if we're not in full communication with them, we were always able to feel their presence around us. So that's something that my mother does, uh, her brother, her side of the family kind of pulls in and gifted me at some point in my, in my life. My brother is a little open to it, not so much himself. And then I have a niece um, who has blood relation to me. I have a couple other ones, but this one has is related to me, like in our lineage. And she's able to see things herself and do little things herself. So I've always kind of had that. Did I know how to work with it? Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> um, and then, you know, growing up as a teenager, I was always fascinated with like the other side, things of that sort. And my mother was gifted these tarot mm-hmm. cards way back when. She still has these. And I asked her, I was like, can I play with them? And she was just like, yeah. And I thought I was so cool predicting futures and everything. I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) Absolutely no clue what I was doing with those. And then 
um, I just remember it really opened me up again, where I was very in contact with the other side. I couldn't hear them at the time, but I could absolutely feel them all around me. And it was very overwhelming. And it was a part of myself that at that time I had to shut it off because I was afraid of it. I didn't know what it was. I was kind of always kind of taught fear-based kind of practices and things of that. And not coming from a religious standpoint, just coming from a place of just like, it's unknown, so we don't know what it's capable of and we don't know if it's dark or good, you know? So I closed that part off of me, but I was always kind of connected to stuff. I just kind of denied that part of myself for a, a long time. And then I would say when my gifts started coming in more and more, I would say it was in 2020 of June mm. and I was not in a very good place myself. I think I had, I just went through like a really traumatic breakup for myself. Um, and I was just very low and very unhappy. I think I even lost like one of my jobs that I had at the time because I had two. Mm -hmm. And I was very burnt out because I worked in mental health for three and a half years prior to me working as, you know, as a spiritualist. <laughs> and I was just overworked, exhausted, and counseling people in the pandemic oh, was yeah. very hard. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of, my awakening process started as a twin flame journey. So I was one of those. <laughs> Yeah, so I was juicy in that sense. Was it fun? Not at all. <laughs> and that is no longer my journey. But my awakening process and my conscious awakening process started from a twin flame journey. And not the one that I was saying that I had a breakup with. It was a very close friend of mine at the time. And it was just weird. We just always kind of had like this strong connection with each other. And we just understood each other and it didn't make sense to me at all. Absolutely not at all. Um, because I was just like, it was kind of the first time I felt somebody understood me in ways, not completely, but in a good sense, somebody was actually can feel or know what I was coming from and not where a majority of my life, I went through a lot of, you know, invalidation from people. And growing with that and trying to become closer to him and extra little caveat <laughs> that opened me up more is um, I was just not in a good place. So I just wanted to experiment and do things. So I tried different substances mm -hmm. at the time um, and I tried Molly with him and a group of friends and it opened me up spiritually like mm -hmm. I could not believe. Wow. It was very, it was an interesting kind of journey. It was very self-reflective. Uh, it was fun, but I just remember at the time, I didn't know how to make spiritual boundaries and not absorb other people's energy. So the other people around me were not good people. They're no longer a part of my life and I'm okay with that. It's part of my journey, you know? And I had to, I felt them. I felt everything, their traumas, everything they were going through. And I, I just absorbed it. And I didn't know how to release that. I didn't know what was going on at all. And it was very scary. But the only thing I found comfort in at that time was, you know, being with my twin flame. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, that's where I found any sort of foundation in that. And it was definitely an interesting journey in the sense of that. Um, He kind of, in this lifetime, he was the embodiment of all of kind of like my past relationships, situationships, very reflective for me to kind of get into this sense of self-love and accepting myself and putting myself first and kind of stop being a people pleaser, saving people all the time and really saving myself this time. So that's why I still say, you know, I think the twin flame journey is beautiful in its sense. I think it has a beautiful purpose Mm -hmm. spiritually, Um, but I am not one of the people that are supposed to be with their twin Mm -hmm. flame. Not at all. Uh, And I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, mm, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, it, it's crazy, you know, in that sense of just, I remember he hurt me really bad. And this was probably my conscious spiritual awakening. I would say it was this year, probably either like late April or early May. And I discovered TikTok in the spiritual yes. community. <laughs> And I just was seeing tarot readings and I was like, oh my God, I love these people. This is so cool here. And then stuff was just opening up for me. I remember watching one of these, uh, a medium and I follow her. I can't remember her name. And I remember her saying on how to connect with your guides. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of took what she said, flipped it a bit, made it work for me. And the door just opened. (laughs) the door just opened and then all of my gifts started flowing through on a different level in which, you know, I was able to hear spirit. I was able to really, you know, uh, know things without just experiencing it. So like all the clairsentience, clairaudience, um, claircognizance, those things all just came through really strong, very quickly for me. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow, there's so much I want to ask about here. Go for it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, I'm really fascinated by your twin flame journey. Uh Like how did how did like how did you know? Like how did that kind of start up? Like what were some of the the signs that you were like, okay, wow, this is you know, this is the the big thing, you know? Right. <laughs> like, what was the what was the sign for you? I kind of, I had to do my own research. So I was mm-hmm. getting, like, a lot of, like, twin flame readings on TikTok. And I was like, what is this? And I've heard of the term mm-hmm. before. So I went and looked it up. And I really did my own research, found other people who talked about it on YouTube, but also looking at articles and things that people talked about. And I was really able to recognize, and at that time, I was in contact with my guides. Mm -hmm. And I was able to connect with them and ask them, is this what it is? Because it was very odd to me, because this person was always a friend. It kind of moved into romanticism a little bit, going there. I wanted it to go there. It never went there in ways, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, it was weird. It was like a connection that was unexplainable, that I could not figure out or comprehend or logically understand because he's not even I was I was I would say I was never in love with him either like consciously in a romantic partnership in a relationship I had love for him 
I still have love for him. I wish him nothing but the best, you know? But Mm -hmm. I just recognize that the pattern, the separation, the cycle, the here and the back and forth, I was like, this is that, huh? And I asked my guys, they're like, yeah, that's it. And then they gave me a choice because back then I was very, I would say naive in ways. And I was following a lot of other people and what they said was right. And the whole thing, you know, with spirituality is finding your own voice, finding and going down your own intuitive path, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just didn't feel right to me. There was always something that pushed me away or pushed him away from me. And it was just like, I don't, I didn't, can't even explain it with words now, but I just recognized, I was like, this isn't for me. And I recognized that, you know, and I learned from other people that not everybody is supposed to be in a romantic partnership with their twin flame. It's very difficult if you are. <laughs> I give people yeah. props and I respect, you know, everybody's own individual journey, but that is something that I discovered that's not for me. And it's something that, you know, I love to educate clients in some ways about. And I actually, mm-hmm. you know, healed one of my past lives in which I was with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trigger warning for some people. Uh, it wasn't a good lifetime. Not at all. Um, mm-hmm. In that lifetime, I was married to him. I was his wife. Um, my family disowned me. Um, he was the only person I had. I guess, or thought I had that I could rely on. Uh, I was dependent on him in every single way, but I also endured uh, physical, emotional, and sexual abuse from him throughout that lifetime. Wow. And, you know, I know not everybody's twin flame journeys are like that, but I know some people and their twin flames can get to that level of abuse. And that's why, Mm -hmm. you know, personally, I'm not a fan of the twin flame journey. I think a lot of ways in which it's taught, you know, specifically more on TikTok, uh, it kind of condones like the cycle of abuse and normalizes it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not for that. I wouldn't wish anything on that. And I wouldn't want to wish that lifetime that I had to experience and heal from on anybody else in any single way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. I mean, it's, it's wild because like we have so many karmic contracts, Mm -hmm. it seems like we come into this lifetime to heal these relationships from our other lifetimes and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. So a lot of the times I feel like when people meet someone and they feel that really strong bond and that connection, they maybe think like, oh, this is the person I'm meant to be with. But Mm -hmm. it could be that you guys just have a lot of soul history that needs to be reconciled and needs to be released like Mm -hmm. once and for all. And that's why you're coming together now. Because like I've definitely experienced a lot of that, a lot of healing of like other lifetime relationships with people Uh and like feeling these cycles of you know abuse even going back all the way to like atlantis and lemuria like when these big split offs happened Mm -hmm. just like feeling all the way back into that um and it's really fascinating because ultimately we do get to choose our destiny we get to choose who we want to be with absolutely we have so many yeah we have so many soulmates like there's so many potential romantic connections for us it's just a frequency and vibration and how we match and you know, how you come together. So I think a lot of people definitely, you know, kind of, they use the twin flame journey to 
to normalize some toxic behaviors and make it almost like okay because like oh it's my twin flame like I'm meant to be with them but but really like do you want to be with them like right are you like <laughs> are, can you really endure that can you endure these cycles of abuse if it is that because not everybody's twin flame is that and I recognize that mm-hmm. you know but can do you want somebody who's going to be in and out of your life like that with these periods of separation yeah. can you truthfully love this person unconditionally and love them without a, an attachment you know that's the hardest mm-hmm. thing to do for a lot of people love without attachment because people become yeah. very possessive of their romantic partners and I'm not even me you know I have that I, I'm possessive of that and even for my future wherever <laughs> that leads me you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I would want somebody to settle down with to have something beautiful with and not mm-hmm. kind of just this drama this like romanticized mm-hmm. tv telenovela kind of thing going on <laughs> <laughs> and some people want that and I respect everybody who does that I have clients who are on that journey and we work through that Mm -hmm. together we talk about it we explore that you know Mm -hmm. and in no way do I judge them but I also recognize the strength and the power of our words as you know spiritual healers and being readers and I don't know how you Mm -hmm. felt about this but this is something that you know I kind of withhold uh if I get the sense of not all the time. I, I pick, and, pick and choose for the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when somebody comes to me and I get that feeling that it's a twin flame kind of journey, I kind of mm-hmm. only say it unless they're open to saying it and exploring it. Or unless I'm really pushed mm-hmm. by their guides or my guides to open my mouth about it. Because I know the power that that word and that label has for people, you know? Yeah, because some people can go into these cycles and stay in these cycles for years with them and it denies themselves accepting different forms of love because for me I was given a choice you know very early on in my spiritual awakening I thought that I was supposed to be with my twin and you know ascend to the highest of frequencies and you know leave earth (laughs) (laughs) and I recognized I couldn't do that. The craziest thing that happened with that too is um, my twin flame had an older sister who passed away from cancer and she came and she talked with me. I connected with her soul and that was the hardest thing for me to understand because she told me one thing. She told me that I could potentially be with him and then she told me to take care of him and that's where I kind of got her like a red flag. I was like, why would she tell me to take care of him? That's not my responsibility. And it made me question some things. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then they showed me a future. (laughs) They showed me a future and they kind of gave me, it was like a fork in a road. And they're like, you could go down this journey with your twin or you can have a fresh new start with somebody else. And there was something that just, this was before I discovered that past life too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it didn't feel right. And I was like, I have to leave mm-hmm. this behind. And I haven't wow. contacted his sister after I made my decision. And she's like, you made the right decision. Oh wow! She's just <laughs> like, you're supposed to be with so-and-so and live your life wow. and be happy over here. And wow. he has to go and do his own thing. 
But I think that was one thing very early on. I've accepted it now, but it kind of killed me that I could not share that I was in contact with his sister. Oh my God, yeah. That was something that I felt like super guilty for for the time. But then I, I recognized, I was like, you know what? Like, it's not for me to share. And that was really something early on that it's just like I learned uh, my gifts aren't supposed to be shared with everybody and not certain people who aren't open to receiving it and certain people who overstep and take advantage of myself. Mm, yes, that's huge. Like learning to set boundaries mm -hmm. with how much you give, especially being like a healer and having these gifts, like that discernment, yeah. of, you know, how much you want to give and how much you're willing to give. Um, wow, that's so powerful. Like you making that decision, like, how did, how did you feel after you made that decision and you like decided to walk away from the twin flame journey? It, like what? It was, happened? thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, I think it was hard to an extent, sort of, you know, um, there's like kind of something that I still carry to in the sense mm -hmm. of just like this deeper sense of loneliness I ever, I get every once in a while it ebbs and flows in and out of my life something that I've worked through in, a, in an extent and I just remember feeling a little bit more whole when like I was around my twin or was in contact with him mm -hmm. um but I recognize that you know it was conditional love that mm -hmm. he could only hold that space when I was a certain way when I wasn't truly, fully, authentically me. Um, so it did hurt to walk away from that, but I recognized that it was for my best. I recognized that there was a different life, something more beautiful that I even have yet to even experience fully or totally see it all because I'm not supposed to know it all, you know? It's supposed to yeah. be that beautiful journey but also anxiety provoking journey <laughs> of the unknown so mm. there was definitely this grieving process but in the same sense they showed me who i'm supposed to be with in this lifetime mm. the soulmate that i was supposed to be with and they even shared with me that this person was somebody that i was supposed to be with in other lifetimes but i missed out on opportunities of that either because of, you know, I made mistakes and chose other things for myself, you know, different lifetimes in which I chose my twin. Um, or he did his own things, you know? But I think it's it's beautiful and it's something I'm looking forward to, um, that I get to spend a different lifetime with somebody different who understands me and gets me in a different sense that nobody else has. That's so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I love it. It's just, it's, it's crazy. I kind of just like, it's like, you know, how you get these premonitions with spirit. And it's just like, mm. I don't know. You guys seem kind of crazy with this. And <laughs> it just kind of just flows in and it happens. Like when you least expect some stuff, like I know who this person is. I talked to them yeah. a few couple times, but it's still something building up to something and it's just like okay we'll see where it is we'll see how it goes but I honestly I'm excited 
I'm so excited for a different experience, but also, you know, the future and everything, it's always ever changing. There's so many limitless possibilities. This is just one possibility that may happen for me. And if it happens, it's going to be beautiful, you know, and if it doesn't, and if it leads to something else, you know, I'm, I would be okay with that too. I would be saddened by that. You know, I don't expect that to happen. Um, but I'm excited for the experience and the adventure that comes with that because I feel like I have not been truly authentically living my life until I was conscious in my spiritual awakening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to hear about like, what was your journey from being a counselor to now being, you know, a spiritualist? It is a little wild. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I worked in (laughs) mental health for three and a half years before I stopped. I started off Mm -hmm. as a behavioral therapist working with children with autism for two and a half years. Um, I was almost going to be a supervisor, an assistant supervisor in the sense of doing that. Um, Because of my background, I was already helping out my supervisors in ways of programming and things like that curriculum that we can help with the kiddos those beautiful babies it was beautiful opportunity that I got to work with them it's very hard at times too but in the pandemic I eventually that closed down so I Mm -hmm. lost that opportunity and then I even lost one of my kiddos he had some major health problems and he passed away last year so that was kind of sad to go through too um And then I worked as a marriage and family therapist trainee, so I wasn't licensed, (laughs) Um, but still same criteria. I just had supervisors uh, watching over me and I did individual therapy. I let, oh my God, this is the most beautiful thing that I I loved about the the area where I was working. I got to lead a, a a trans teen process group. So I had kiddos from ages 12 to 18 coming in and just talking about their lives, connecting with each other. I was the most beautiful thing that I could have done there. I loved it. I get emotional about that because that was so beautiful to me. And then sadly, it did end in the pandemic. That group didn't come together because the kiddos, I don't know what happened with them, but they kind of did their own things because, you know, a lot of stuff happened. They were probably stressed Mm -hmm. out and, you know, didn't feel comfortable to come talk in those spaces because they were at home. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of ended. And then I also did, you know, couples therapy with a couple people and that was fun. And it was crazy. And my, I loved it in many different ways and I was very good at it, but it was exhausting. So exhausting to sit in the room and, you know, due to law and ethics, which are beautiful and should be incorporated in that field. Mm -hmm. Um, It was limiting in ways and what we can do or what we could say with clients um, because it was always, I always kind of had like this fear of just like, I don't want to overstep. I don't want to do something like this, but I know there are certain moments in which I needed to say certain things, but I figured out ways to do it. Um, So you know, it's crazy. It was coming to my mind. It's like, there was this one moment and this is also a reason why I had to switch over into what I do now is I had a client who is grieving the loss of her partner. It was her fiance and she was so in love with her and mm-hmm. she would come to my office, cry every week. 
and do all these things or talk about it and we process it and work through it. And there was a moment in which her partner came into a session. And due to law and ethics, I could not share that gift with her and say that her partner was there in the room because her partner was there bugging me. She's like, why are you not saying that I'm here? Why are you not saying that I'm here? And I told her, I was like, I can't do that right now. I can't do that because it goes against the mandate of what I do. And I was like, what do you want to say to her? And I'll try my best to formulate it in a way that I can actually give this message to her. And it was beautiful. I love that experience, but it was very difficult. And I have these gifts that I can share. And I can't do that in mental health. So that was a big thing in which spirit guided me away from that. They said that, you know, it sets you up. It sets you for some good groundwork. It set me up to be able to sit in these hard situations with clients, you know, who come and see me when I'm doing readings for them, when they're going through some things. So I'm not uncomfortable sitting with this space. And all of my sessions, as of right now, I do them over Zoom. So I get to see my clients and talk with them and we get to process everything. So it's kind of like I get to incorporate all of the skills and everything that I know from my therapist background and incorporate them into my new practice of doing it how I do it. So it's kind of having like my own private practice, which was the goal. (laughs) Um, And it's something beautiful. I love it. I think it sets me apart from a lot of different people, you know, and having that background. It, it's, it was difficult. It was difficult becoming a, a therapist. I'm still finishing my degree because I have to finish my research. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't change it. Not at all. Because even before I was mm-hmm. conscious of my awakening, it helped me heal a lot of the stuff in this lifetime. Like, so what we call shadow work here, I was doing it in my own therapy that I went to. We're doing it on my own and going deeper and recognizing why I work this way why I do certain things in this lifetime. And then very early on, I think that's why my awakening kind of shifted to very much like, you know, fixing some stuff in my current life, um, but Mm -hmm. also more oriented into past life stuff. They were showing me past Mm -hmm. lives or getting deeper in this connection with the divine. So it's crazy and it's wild, but I get to do those same skills that I had before in my own practice. Now, can I legally say that I do therapy? No, I don't. (laughs) But I do incorporate a lot of my skills and everything into, you know, my readings with clients. And it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. Oh, I love that. That is incredible. I I love that you, you know, found a way to merge kind of like both of those passions and art forms. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, like holding space for people and then giving them that, you know, real guidance, like embodied you know, guidance from a higher source, because I feel like, you know, talk therapy is great. It can be so effective, mm-hmm. but at a certain level, like words can only go so deep. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. Like I worked with a somatic therapist for a while uh-huh. and doing like body based and like really feeling into my body. And that was kind of like a gateway into my spiritual awakening in a lot Ooh. of ways. Yeah, like just by, you know, releasing this this trapped tension and trauma in my body, it just allowed more space to open up for me to connect with spirit and me to connect with my, you know, true health and abundance and more and more of this. But, you know, because she was very spiritual as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she couldn't really 
like there was only so far that she could go in terms of me like right right to her. <laughs> um but after I had an experience um meeting my guides and I'm I talk about this in another podcast episode after I had that whole experience like meeting my guides I went to her and I was like am I crazy like did, is this real oh. like am I going crazy <laughs> I kind of had a similar experience <laughs> yeah because it was like when I I would say like the first kind of awakening like in my 2020 for me um Mm -hmm. I was in therapy at that time and Mm -hmm. kind of things went haywire and I had to talk with my guides back then I didn't realize I was talking to them and I asked them I was like this needs to slow down I can't do this right now same thing of like kind of what I did as a teenager and they slowed it down for me because they respected that they understood that I couldn't go into that I couldn't go full body inward spiritually yet because I wasn't in a good place to do that I was still you know recovering and getting over you know PTSD that I struggled with anxiety and depressive symptoms that I struggled with and I remember talking to my therapist at the time about spirituality <laughs> mm. it didn't go it didn't go the right way and you know coming oh, coming yeah. back from my own mindset because she kind of like I kind of think you had a little psychotic episode and I right I loved her she was amazing she did great work with me and truthfully I'm very thankful for her but she could only take Mm. me so so far because she wasn't open into that world that wasn't her way and I recognized I was like okay this is as far as I can go with her I can't talk about those things Mm. very early on in my spirituality or like my awakening you know coming back from coming from a mental health perspective it very much you experience symptoms of psychoticism in some way, you know, it's kind of like a psychotic episode and it's, you know, it's wild, you know, if you go to somebody and I'm not, this is in no way am I detouring anybody who's spiritual to go seek out mental health services because it is so important. And if you need that, go seek that out. It's a beautiful thing, helps so many people. And I had the privilege of helping many people in that time when I worked in it too, you know, but Mm. there's a lot of, you know, you have to find what works for you. And a lot of therapists, especially from the law and ethics perspective of it, and this is coming from a marriage and family therapist with California ethics. Okay. I can't speak for other states, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we can't explore those things or we allow you to explore that space. You know, we see it from a different lens. And if we're looking at it from a psychology lens, we automatically go to diagnosing kind of some type of psychotic disorder. And it's not in the bad sense, but it's just kind of, it parallels that. And it very much does. But the difference with that and the biggest core thing is like, you know, not everybody, um, but a lot of spiritualists, people who are going through awakenings can still do their day-to-day life. Some people who Mm -hmm. do suffer from these uh, mental health diseases, you know, can't. And they need help for that. And that's Mm -hmm. okay too, you know? But through my spiritual awakening and everything, I kind of, I had to step back and I really had to reevaluate. I was like, I can't look at things from this narrow lens anymore, myself. So I had to open up my eyes to more, you know, with spirituality and everything else. And I love it, but I feel, you know, there's limitations in mental health, just as there's limitations in every healing field, you know? So coming from a very eclectic, point of view in which incorporating all parts of these things because there are no spiritualists who are on medication for their depressive symptoms or anxiety and that's beautiful and they need that and it's good that they do that they seek out that help um but 
it's crazy, but I did have a similar experience to you of just like not being able to share all of this with my therapist <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thankfully like in my, in my scenario, she was already very open to it. I love so that. she was like, you are, she was like, you are not crazy. That is real. Like, <laughs> That's real. What's happening. And I was like, whoa. So getting that confirmation from her, especially mm -hmm. was huge for me, but definitely like, definitely. It's so interesting. And I do feel like a lot of, the th you know like the diagnoses mm -hmm. like ADHD or um, like psychotic episodes or schizophrenia or bipolar a lot of them are like more spiritual than we realize like Absolutely. you know past lives yeah like bleed through stuff like that like being clairaudient being clairsentient you know mm -hmm. these are all gifts and in our society you know it just doesn't quite you know fit in so right. people label them as these quote-unquote disorders and it's like what <laughs> like no like it's it's magical it's magic right really. it's just I don't know it's it's a beautiful world that I I love that both me me and you are in that we got to open up mm -hmm. our eyes to something different but there's something like magical about this world there's more than what yeah. we just see and I love it mm -hmm. it was something that I kind of always craved you know I was always mm -hmm. kind of lost on the day-to-day, -day. not always, but a majority of the time. And, oh, I never fit in. <laughs> I, I absolutely <laughs> never fit in. I tried my best <laughs> to fit in in different ways. I was like, no. And it wasn't until mm -hmm. I was more authentically myself and then even become more authentically myself throughout my awakening that it just, it changed everything. And I'm in such a better place. You know, is everything perfect? Not at all. But, you know, that's, that's the journey, you know, it's beautiful. It's hard. It's not easy. Mm. The ascension symptoms yeah. very early on were really mm. rough on my body. Oh, yeah. But you get used to it. Doesn't bother you as much. Sometimes you have days, like I was saying earlier, it's like this past weekend, I was like, oh, I was knocked out. <laughs> I could not. And I was like, I understand. I was like, I'm releasing some stuff because, you know our whole full moon ritual and everything <laughs> yeah yeah for real and it's like you know going down this journey it's important for you know everyone listening and for us to recognize like we are always a work in progress absolutely like we're always reinventing ourselves we're always you know shifting and changing but it's this ability to you know be aware of your mistakes or be aware of your traumas and and work with them instead of, you know, just suppressing them and trying to fit in, but being like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going through this right now and it's tough, mm -hmm. but I know that, you know, the reward is coming, you know, the reward for going into those shadow places and those scarier places is it's all expanding. It's all expanding your heart space. Like, like how I said, I was crying for a week <laughs> and now I'm like, <laughs> Now I feel so happy. It's absolutely obscene. <laughs> I love it. I was just crying this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it happens. I, I really mm. learned, and I think you can relate to this, that emotions, our human emotions are beautiful. They yeah. are gateways and they're part of releasing things, things that don't serve us, but they are also indications and they serve as detectors of you know what is right and what is wrong in our lives 
What do we need to move away from? What do we need to learn from? What are we healing from too? I I love shadow work. I, I'm not mm. one who was ever scared of it. I was already doing it before mm. I even knew about it <laughs> or the label mm-hmm. of shadow work, you know? And yeah. going deep, it wasn't anything that I was scared of. And I was always a fan of doing that with clients, finding the roots. Where does it start yeah. from? And sometimes it doesn't even start in this lifetime. It starts in other lifetimes. It's crazy, you know? <laughs> and yeah. it's just, it's beautiful. I love my shadow. Do I agree with everything mm-hmm. I did with it when it was ruling me? Not at all, because I made mistakes. I was not perfect. I've made mistakes that I probably, I regret, but I've worked on forgiving myself for those things, you know? Mm-hmm. But I've realized it's something, it's a part of me. And I, yeah. I love it. I love it so much. It, it's so powerful. It's like, it's a defense mechanism in a way, and it protects me in every single way. I know when it's acting up, and when I start getting these feelings, it's like, okay, what is going wrong? Or what, not necessarily wrong, but it's just like, what is going on in my life that this is coming out? What do I need to explore? So mm-hmm. I very much love my shadow. I love my ego, love my inner child, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just like this holistic way of seeing yourself that we all have these different parts of ourselves. But to deny it, it only makes it worse. Because it's just like, how could you, it's just, I always give the example of just like, how could you deny like a child? Because it's just like a part of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's just like you're taking care of yourself. You know, you see yourself, you just even like inner child work, you know, or even just Mm -hmm. seeing it from a best friend perspective. That's a beautiful way to go about things. You know, when you're stuck in your life and just like, okay, what advice would I give to my best Judy? if they were going through the same situation of my life, you know, and it really helps you get Mm. back and show yourself that love and kindness. And I think it's beautiful. Like, you know, we all have parts of ourselves that maybe we don't prefer and that's okay, but it's a part of ourselves for a reason, you know, and it's something we need to learn to accept and integrate into our lives. Yes, exactly. I love that. It's just like, you know, holding space and, when those things do come up, instead of kind of letting them fester and letting them letting yourself sit, you know, in that energy for a long time, mm-hmm. just kind of bringing it out, like putting it on, on paper or putting it into words or, you know, going in and in meditation, just like meeting and interfacing with the part of you that's hurting because they're usually hurting for, you know, a good reason. Right. They need your care. They need your attention. They need your love because, you know, it's. I feel like the suffering comes up, like the the pain comes up when it's ready mm-hmm. to be reintegrated. Absolutely. It's ready to come home. Yeah. So what was your experience like meeting your guides the first time? <laughs> oh, gosh. I was very <laughs> naive. <laughs> and there was one that just could not stand me. <laughs> they, they, they. <laughs> it's a feminine energy and she's come back into my life now, but she's not always consciously there with me. <laughs> and I respect mm-hmm. that, but she was very annoyed with me. A lot of <laughs> the ones, okay. There are two of my guides that are always with me. Um, mm. And I love them. One, he's kind of like this dragon. Uh, his mm-hmm. name is Zariel. Uh, he mm-hmm. has very yellow, strong energy. I've seen different forms of he's shown me of himself, like, you know, humanoid, a dragon kind of weird stuff, but he's very much mm-hmm. like my spiritual protector. 
He doesn't allow anything to get to me. He's always at a distance, but he's always there in a second when I need him or he feels like there is some energy coming towards me, you know, because we work in this Mm -hmm. field, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we get targeted for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I love having that there and knowing that I'm protected. Uh, The first guy that I met, and unfortunately, I forget her name right now. (laughs) So sorry, sis, you know. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm like, I, 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 no, it's not even her real name. It's the name that she gave me to use for her. <laughs> so I know mm-hmm. she's fine, but I, she's very, she's blue and she kind of has like these angel wings. Uh, and mm-hmm. she was the first one I actually met very early on. She has very beautiful healing energy. And then mm-hmm. my higher self, haven't seen like an actual form, but I see colors of it and it comes in this teal energy. And what was so funny, one time I was doing a reading and I was reading an aura for a client and she's like, may I read yours? And I was like, go for it. And mm. she saw my higher self and then she saw like my dragon spirit guide, like the colors of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, how crazy. Because she said the colors, but she didn't say like my aura in my physical form because that's a different color, you know? <laughs> um, wow. So it was so crazy that that happened. And I've had other people read it and see those things. And I, I know exactly what they're seeing in that moment. And I was like, this is gorgeous. I love that here. But back to what I was saying, we're very naive. I was giving nicknames to my guides and just joking and like having kikis with them and like <laughs> um, just, you know, not taking things seriously. I thought they were like my besties, <laughs> which they kind of are in ways, but some of them, you know, they have a purpose. They have yes. different things. And there is this red energy. I forgot what her name is. She's kind of like this, like, giant like white wolf but she was not about me (laughs) she was not about me I gave her a nickname the first time I met her and she disappeared never came back until like recently probably like two weeks ago I met her and she was actually fine with me I was like she's like now you're ready for me to be here I was like okay sis I respect you I'm not gonna give you a nickname that you didn't like (laughs) anymore um but that was my experience but one of the things that I learned and one thing that you know I say is like my piece of advice for spiritualists trying to connect with their guides is kind of, and it's even an exercise in psychology too, in therapy is like creating this safe place, this mental safe place for yourself, you know, that you can go to. And I remember it's because I pulled some ideas from this one other medium who's on TikTok and I still can't remember her name. I see her face. (laughs) Um, I don't know her personally. So that's probably why I can't remember her right now. Um, (laughs) But she started saying, she's like, create this mental safe place for yourself. And if you're scared of, you know, lower vibrational beings, because those things do exist, of coming into your space, you know, Mm. declare that this safe place for myself is only for me and I get to invite anyone who wants to come in. So I created this, like, you know, it was kind of like in the void, kind of in space, like this crystal tower that I go to beautiful I love it and that's where I started inviting in my guides and slowly like I would see their colors and then they started coming more and more and I started being in connected connection with them so that's how I grew with that oh I love that that's I love that you you talked about a safe space because I kind of have my own like mind palace Mm -hmm. I I love that Yeah, and it's like all the parts of myself that I rescue essentially from this life and other lifetimes, I take them to my mind palace where they all get to live together and like have their own rooms and do whatever they want and like play with each other and there's like a beautiful garden and there's like 
art supplies and just like a stage and there's stuff for like every single part of me to just have fun and feel safe. And there's like a little healing room at the top where, you know, I have like, I invite in my guides. Like I personally work with a a bunch of different like deities and guides Mm -hmm. and higher dimensional aspects and I kind of just invite them in when when the healing it's time to heal when it's time to heal a specific aspect and they really hold that space so like working with these working with these higher dimensional guides and masters like it's so helpful honestly oh it is I love it yeah (laughs) like they're here to help us you know we don't have to do it alone Mm -hmm. absolutely it was Mm -hmm you know, to learn that you can do that. And I kind of do the same thing in my Mm -hmm. space. So I love that we have that in common. (laughs) Um, It's it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous experience. Mm -hmm. And it's something that it's kind of just even like sometimes unexplainable with our language, you know? Yeah. But it's truly the most beautiful experience. And I'm truly blessed that I have the ability to do that, you know, because not everybody's Mm -hmm. that in tune or still growing or still figuring things out and for me to figure these things out very early on within myself my awakening it's crazy and it's a blessing and I love it very fast super fast wish I would have slowed down a little bit but I was like you know what they wouldn't have brought it or pushed me this far if I wasn't ready for it if I couldn't handle it yeah yeah I can relate to that so much like since about March of 2020, mm-hmm. I was like, I was going through my awakening like pretty steadily since like 2016. And then 2019, things started, you know, picking up speed. Mm-hmm. And then March of 2020, things went into like <laughs> turbo mode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like overdrive. And I was like, damn, okay, another aspect to heal, like another past life. There's kept like bring it, bringing it on and on and on. And there were moments where I was like holding on, but. I realized now everything was supporting me, like my living situations, everything was supporting me into going deeper into that. And although it it has been, you know, tough and it has been intense and at some points I've needed to set those boundaries Mm -hmm. and needed to like take a step back. Um, I'm so grateful for, you know, going through boot camp, literally. (laughs) It feels like it, right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's almost been like nonstop, but now it's like, you know what? I have that to serve to others. Like I can bridge to others because my soul has been through so many weird situations Mm -hmm. that there's like nothing anyone can tell me that's going to phase me. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's get into it. You know? Right. That's real. Like this is is real. I love that. That's gorgeous. Mm, Thank you. I love this conversation such an honor to connect of course this is beautiful I was like oh, I love when I get to connect with other spiritualists and talk about you know these things that sometimes we don't always get to share with everybody in our day-to-day yeah for real and yeah it's just such an honor to like to be able to talk about it and the more that we talk about it and the more people listen the more they you know understand that they can do it themselves as well we're all in this together absolutely oh and I even love when I get not all the time. I was like, but I get clients who are spiritual themselves or going through their own journeys mm-hmm. and I get to help them along their way of that sense. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, I always remind them, I think the biggest thing with spirituality is that it's your own journey that you have to make yeah. for yourself, that 
It's something gorgeous that you can go down and there is no right or wrong. Mm. It's just what you feel is right for you, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And, you know, sometimes you align yourself with certain teachers for a time and sometimes you decide to go off on your own and, you know, come back in and out. And, you know, sometimes the mundane life needs more focus. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you spend a bunch of time just going all over the place, but it's all part of this beautiful journey. And I love that, you know, you spent you spent a lot of time learning about counseling and mental health and like all of that was preparing you and all of that was bringing you into where you are now. So it's like everything we're doing is is worthwhile. Everything is bringing us along our, our journey, no matter what, no matter what we're going through. Absolutely. You know, I don't regret things anymore. I recognize mm-hmm. that it's just like these things happen for a purpose, even if they were unfavorable or it was something that, you know, that I wouldn't have wished on anybody else. I recognized that there was a, mm. a bigger purpose behind that. And I kind of got to this yeah. point within my own spirituality of I just stopped asking why. <laughs> it was part of like, you know, the surrender we were talking about earlier. And I was like, I just mm. had to stop asking why. I was like, I'm done. I was like, you know what? It was too much energy. I was like, I don't feel like doing this today. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't need to know why anymore. I'm just like, I just need to understand the purpose of it. And to an extent, you know, of whatever happened, whatever trauma, uh, and move from it and recognize that, you know, it helped shape me into who I'm becoming, uh, who I am now and who I still want to become in my future, you know, because I just, I know it was like, I've, crazily changed in such a few amount of months I could only imagine how far I'm going to change within a year from now where I will be you know yeah absolutely absolutely I definitely feel that like we are constantly evolving and constantly expanding and it's getting more and more exponential and it's like it's easy to get you know caught up on what is in our present reality and what's going on right now that's challenging but Mm -hmm. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty as well. Like when we look back on all of our experiences in our lives and kind of see like, okay, you know, I'm seeing a pattern here. I'm seeing how these things, you know, building blocks are, you know, leading me to this place where I met this person and then that happened. And then, you know, we can't possibly know right now the intricacy of divine timing and how all of that works because it's all of these forces in motion and like our our team our angels our guides are all working hard to like (laughs) align us to where we're meant to go and where where we need to be in this moment so like it's all just about you know listening and and being open and sometimes not not questioning it sometimes you know leaving behind the why and just being like okay I will do what you tell me like I will do what you want me to do without fully understanding but let's see what happens absolutely the first question though that I threw out was the when I was like, I had to let go of the win. Mm. (laughs) That was just like, oh gosh, like knowing that. And then it's just like crazy because I know you get these two, like these crazy premonitions. Mm. And sometimes they happen, you know, they're very clear for me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're very clear for clients. Sometimes they're not, you know, it's just the ballpark. Mm. And sometimes in which spirit wants to reveal to certain people, because I've had moments where I've had clients where it's like they're not saying a certain thing and I'll be like I'm getting a block here and they're like I get that same block with them (laughs) and it's so funny and it's just like oh it's because they're not supposed to know this 
Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's so funny, but like the divine timing thing, that was something hard for me very early on. Mm. Very early because it was just like, I don't understand this. I don't know what's happening. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. It was just like, what was so crazy is like, you know, my guides, and it's been such a beautiful experience and opened up so many doors for me and it's going to continue to open doors for me. I was not even excited to practice and do this stuff on TikTok at first, if I'm being quite honest. <laughs> I was so nervous to put myself out there. And I'm just like, why are people going to mm. want to see me? I was like, what, what, is, what do I have? I was like, what am I doing? I was like, no. I was like, Spirit, you got to be kidding me. Because it was nonstop. I would like see readers and people would tell me stuff and I'd be guided. And I was like denying it for a hot minute. I was like, I can't do this spirit. I was like, that is so much pressure. Mm. I can't, you know, you guys are pushing me too much. And I just did it. And how long have I been? Probably, I think it's been like two months I've been posting like tarot readings on TikTok. And Mm. I'm where I'm at now. I'm very blessed with where I'm at, you know, that I was able to foster like my own small business out of this take care of myself Mm -hmm. and I was not expecting that at all you know it's gorgeous and I have met so many beautiful people it's been such an honor to work with so many people oh my gosh like I there'd be moments where it's like I don't know if I could do this and then I would have like such a gorgeous beautiful session with somebody and then it would just remind me of just like this is why you're doing it and I was like, okay, yeah. I understand it. It's hard sometimes and it's hard to do it, but it's like, I know I'm meant to do this for now mm-hmm. or unless it explores somewhere else. But I love it. You know, with these gifts that we have, I get to give so many people clarity in their lives, give them some hope on what's to come, mm-hmm. let them know that the hard times are temporary and it's okay to say that it's hard. It's okay to let go of people, empower people to go further. And then I love with mediumship, oh my God, it's so gorgeous, like to give people closure with a past loved one. That is probably the most special thing that I'm very blessed that I get to do. I get emotional about that. It was something like, you know, my grandfather passed away um, early January because of COVID. And he's one of my guides now. And I have never oh, felt wow. more connected with him. Wow. And he's probably the reason I am still on this journey in ways because I would have given up. And I said, I was like, I'll be honest, I would have given up in ways because it's hard and it's difficult. And it's just like, what am I trusting sometimes? Very early on, not now. Mm. I don't feel that way now, but very early on, I was like, what, what is going on here? And he is there to reassure me that where I'm going is the right way, what I'm doing are the right decisions for myself, that I'm capable of doing these things. And it's gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. Oh, man. That's it's. I love the parallels because, like, I recently, I've only been, you know, doing this since july kind of essentially like Uh professionally and i've always you know been a a reader and i would always read for people and you know do that and i kind of stopped for a while because i was like i don't want to tell i don't want to do future readings like i don't want to tell people their future Mm -hmm. and i actually went to the psychic um back in june and 
she gave me like all the tea. She spilled all the tea. She gave me everything <laughs> that I needed to know in that moment because I had like just ended a relationship mm-hmm. and I want I was really unhappy in the job where I was working and I was not happy where I was in my, you know, hometown. Mm-hmm. And she basically spilled all the tea. She was like, You need to make a decision. You need to tell you need like you are meant to do something you know, spiritual, you just have to decide what it is and, and get your guides to, to do it for you. And then right after that, I asked my spirit guides, I was like, what is my purpose here? Like, what am I meant to do here? What is my purpose? And they told me you're a spirit guide. Oh, how <laughs> I cute. was like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, using that through like being using that through Reiki, mm-hmm. through tarot, through spiritual guidance. And, you know, that's ultimately what I what I want to move towards is, you know, doing more of, of what you're doing, kind of like really, you know, holding space and going into those places with people and not just giving them the messages, but giving helping them work through it and feel through it and feel what parts there are and transmuting that energy. So they were just like, yeah, work through the tarot, work through Reiki and, you know, work through straight up guidance. So like building your way up right now. And there was so much imposter syndrome. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I still feel it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's like right yeah. before a session, I was like, can I do this? <laughs> and then mm. It just happens. <laughs> like, it's wild. Like, oh my gosh. Let, let, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Very early on when I started reading tarot. Okay, mm-hmm. my higher self would embody me, and uh, like myself would kind of go backwards, and they would mm-hmm. be speaking through me. I'm conscious. I'm moving. I'm doing the cards and everything, and uh, not to creep anybody out, but it kind of was like possession in a way. But like you know, normal <laughs> and felt fine. <laughs> but that was something yeah. very early on when I started tarot, actually truthfully doing tarot the right way. That's what would I experience mm-hmm. with clients and within myself and how I was kind of taught because I went to a couple of teachers who I would just try to learn from before I started my own practice and doing it my way, you know? Yeah, that's that's so fascinating because I kind of did like back in January and February, I was doing these lives where I would read for people just like for free for mm-hmm. fun and I would start channeling like I would start um, just like saying all these things that I, you know, didn't fully understand or like my spirit guides, my higher self would be talking through me. Mm -hmm. And then when I was doing these readings for people, I would intentionally, you know, connect to their spirit guides, which is how I do it now. I basically, you know, create that channel for their spirit guides to speak through me and and tell them what they need to know. And a lot of the times it's like, it's just about my human mind, you know, stepping aside and surrendering mm-hmm. control and, and letting this energy come through me and just being this channel, essentially. It's like not so much even about the cards or, or the meaning of the cards at this point. It's, it's about the energy and the messages. And the cards are just like, you know, a medium. There's like a way for people to interpret it. Absolutely. You know, I think it's kind of more of like a tangible thing that people can see yeah. because I remember... Yeah early on before I even I started doing this stuff I went to a reader oh she read me for Phil <laughs> she read me for Phil told me all the stuff I was doing wrong in my life told me like what was to come and it kind of correlates with most it everything she said came into fruition did it happen at the exact same time that she said it no because you know energy shifts you know and yeah. some stuff happens very quickly some stuff happens very you know slows it down and that's fine too but 
it was crazy. I was like, how do, how do you just do that out of nowhere? It doesn't make sense. Like you need to see something. I thought there was more power to the cards early on, but there it isn't. It's just through us as channels. And I don't get that same feeling that I used to. Uh, I'm kind of comfortable with mm-hmm. it now. So it feels normal to me. I've integrated a lot better, but it was very mm-hmm. fascinating early on that that's how I felt when I was like first channeling. I was like, oh my God, what is happening here? And I would even look at myself in the mirror when I was practicing like doing a reading for myself Mm -hmm. and it was channeling through me and I would look at my eyes and it was not me. Wow. It was crazy. And I was like, oh gosh, this is creeping me out. They're like, you need to calm down. They're like, you need to not look at that right now because you're going to freak yourself out. And I'm just like, but like, I can't. I was like, what are you? Who are you? Who's talking to me? (laughs) And it was just like my higher self and like the guides who come in and things like that. And it's very normal to me now. Very early on, it was kind of scary. I was like, oh my God, what is this? very fascinating (laughs) yeah yeah like early on I would get these like really bad like headaches like my crown chakra would just be overloaded yeah so now I'm like I've always got my crown chakra balancing frequencies going (laughs) I'm always working on just like bringing grounding that energy down grounding it down into the earth into the physical so it's like we get super activated at least for me like it gets super activated up here in my head and then it's all about you know after you know closing the session and and bringing back my own energy and Mm -hmm. bringing it down and you know integrating the the physical and the spiritual and the higher self and the shadow self and the inner child yeah different parts and you know allowing them the space and the time that they need is there anything oh any advice you would give to people starting on this journey um first and foremost that you're not crazy (laughs) You are not crazy. It is normal. It is just not seen as normal. But what is really normal? You know, it's a construct. Mm. Um, That is the biggest thing, to know that you are not alone in it, that you can seek out people. Um, I Mm -hmm. was very blessed in the sense that myself, I had a good friend who, you know, is very spiritual herself, her and her husband, that I love Mm -hmm. to death. And honestly... When I was very much early on in my awakening, she helped me ground myself back into reality Mm. Uh, because I was very much, you know, up in the stars, in the sky, in the galaxy. (laughs) And it's just, it's not realistic to live that way. Not for everybody. You know, there are some people who can do that. But for me, myself, no. Integration is kind of hard, but it's kind of the goal that I see for myself right now is balancing the spiritual and you know your day-to-day your human life because we're here we're human and we have to Mm -hmm. live our life we have to make it fun it's not supposed to be the super hard journey it's supposed to be like bliss in ways you know and that's where I'm at myself Mm -hmm. of just coming back into that where it's just like you know I do my work uh, I meditate, do my own spiritual practice, but also I come back into myself and just like, okay, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do for my human self? What am I going to do on these things? The other thing is for people, I would say that there is no right or wrong with spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. It is good to seek out teachers and help from healers and things like that. It is beautiful to get that guidance. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you need to come back and listen to yourself really the biggest thing with a lot of people that's why I always say it right in the beginning of like my readings on TikTok is you know take what resonates and leave what doesn't 
because mm-hmm. we need to learn discernment. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. That it's just not everything, not all messages are for us, or sometimes a message is meant for us to scroll past where we can make a boundary and move away from. But spirituality is such a beautiful thing. And I kind of give it like um, the metaphor that I could think of or an example is think of like, you know, people who are religious. Me, myself, I'm not religious, Mm -hmm. but religion is a beautiful thing for many people. And it's Mm kind of like, you know, it's part of their day-to-day life. Um, But for some people, it's, you know, just a part of it. And then they go back to living their life. And that's how it is for spirituality with some people. I meet some beautiful people who are very much gifted and do their things, but do they practice, you know, spiritually in the sense of making a business for themselves? No. And that's okay too, because we need healers in all different senses. I've met nurses. I've met people who are meant to become doctors, people who work in mental health who are gifted. And it's just, you know, whatever your calling is, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Really listen to yourself and where your heart guides you, where your guides guide you. And know that everything's going to work out how it's supposed to, even when it's scary, mm-hmm. even when it seems like the world is crumbling. If you're following your guidance and what you feel is right and isn't you know, self-destructive in any sense, you're going to be okay. And you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be so many opportunities and blessings that come your way that I've and I discovered and it's it's crazy I would have never thought my life would be like this in any sense I really thought my life was kind of going to be like suffering for the rest of it and just be like all of these things but through my spirituality and you know my awakening with my twin flame journey and all this stuff I've learned to really value myself I've learned to have self-love for myself practice that on a day-to-day and really come into who I truly am and where I'm going to go and become. And it's such a gorgeous, beautiful thing that I am blessed to have these gifts and be connected with, but everybody is gifted in their own sense, whether they use it the way we do or not. And that's okay too. It's not everybody's journey to be like us, you know, and that's the beautiful thing. Everybody has their own individual journey. And that's the core thing with spirituality. It is yours in its own. And it's something to uplift you and find and discover love for yourself and others, patience and forgiveness, you know, only to uplift, nothing to hurt you and harm you. And when it is hard, there's always a lesson that you learn to get to this next part or open up doorways and blessings into your life. Oh, that's so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I try. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking to my soul here. I love it. Well, you know, this is this is gorgeous. You know, I (sighs) truthfully, I thank you. I think it's amazing. Like, I don't see myself differently at all. (laughs) At all Mm -hmm. you know and there's some people clients that I met somebody told me that it was like I feel like I'm talking to a famous person I was like what I was like I don't I was like I don't even own a home (laughs) sis you probably make more money than I do (laughs) but anyways it it was just so funny but it's just thank you for recognizing me thank you for wanting to speak with me it was beautiful I love this talk that we got to have thank you for letting me share myself and my journey and be authentically me here I love it so thank you so much for this 
are so welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And truly, you, yeah, you are gonna be famous. Like y'all, <laughs> we're all gonna be famous. That's the that's the damn thing. Honestly, I'm I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have this space and to be able to just have these beautiful conversations. And it's so nourishing on every level. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so honored. I'm so blessed and grateful to be here and, and to be doing this and allowing you, you know, your story to be shared with the world because everyone needs to hear this, you know? Uh, it's, you know, it's crazy. And it's just like, uh, you know, that level of vulnerability <laughs> that's a little yeah. scary sometimes, but it's just like, you know what? I know it's something for myself, even if it doesn't resonate with anybody else, or it does, I know it will, because I know I can relate to a lot of my clients in ways. Um, But truthfully, it's just like, even if it doesn't, it's like, you did that. You were open. And I was like, I love it. So thank you so much for inviting me to be here. It was truly a blessing and getting to meet you. And I look forward to knowing you more in the future. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for being here. And like, it's just such an honor. I feel like the more I, I talk to different people, I'm like collecting little like soul family friends. And one day we're all just going to come together and have a big party. Uh, something like that. I love <laughs> it. I've met so many beautiful people on TikTok. I've met mm. actually two people who are my mothers in past lives. And it was kind of crazy. Whoa. One of them wasn't a good Whoa. relationship. Another one was actually a really good relationship. And we were really good friends now. <laughs> but that's another day. That's another story. But yeah, some crazy stuff has happened oh, to God. me. And it's wild. Well, I'll have to have you on again. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you. I hope you have a beautiful day as well. Stay cool out there. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. So spiritual awakening is not usually an easy or simple process. So if you're feeling isolated at the moment and you are looking for a community or you're looking for answers or just looking to connect with like-minded souls and like-minded beings, we have just opened up the Starseed Network, essentially a private social network away from Facebook and TikTok and social media and all that, where you can share your unique story, your unique experiences, give feedback on the podcast episodes, let us know what resonates, ask questions, and potentially meet your soul family and soul tribe. This is an ever-growing community that is still in its beginning stages, and going forward, it will be a humble love exchange of $5 a month. And in this membership, you'll be receiving, you know, guided group meditation events, live events where you can share your story, receive guidance, and meet other people, and meet other people who have been going through the same things as you. Because those conversations, when you finally get to talk to someone, it's like, it's electric. It's just back and forth, like, oh my god, me too! Anyway, so this is very exciting. Um, Look out for that. The link is in the bio. Also, if you're looking for some expanded guidance straight from your spirit guides on through the tarot, through energy healing, or through one-on-one spiritual guidance and working together in a coaching setting with a guided meditation and really diving deep into quantum healing, please check out my website, saulaelonavibo.com. Link will be below to book a tarot reading. I'm gonna be funny, gonna be proud of what I'm 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 gon